Starshine. Aloha, Sunshine. And aloha, listeners. Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, the tiki bar that lives in your head. Starshine, I'm just going to move your microphone down a little bit here. Why, because I'm a midget? Um, because I wasn't quite getting enough of you inside you my head. You just say that I'm short. No. no I, I think I, we're insinuating. You are. You absolutely are. We have to have a cocktail here in the mm-hmm. Zen Tiki Lounge, and we have to have some music and listeners... We believe in full disclosure, and I can't get the freaking iTunes and AirPlay, and and then I went to, to work, and then I went to play my own Exotica. And it won't let you. And it says you don't have authorization you to were, play You were denied this. your own music. So while we wait for an authentication email yes. to be sent to my email box so that I can play my own Arthur Lyman, Martin Denny, etc., We'll just pipe in the music afterwards. So Starshine and I are pretending that we have some lovely exotica playing in the background here in the lounge. But, you know, we can just put your aquariums in the background. We can pretend it's zen. Very good. Yes, the zen and zen You found the zen in the zen tiki lounge. I think that's a great idea. Well, I think we're also going to find some zen in our cocktail. I hope so. It's been a long week. Because it's quite, quite good and refreshing. Now, we're, we're actually starting with... Starting with just sipping this particular rum, and we are going to be sipping Deadhead Rum. Yeah. Deadhead Rum is just all the rage with the Tiki Peeps lately. It smells they, pretty strong. They really are getting around. It's 80 proof, just like a, a standard rum. And their rum comes in this super cool shrunken head yeah, bottle. Yeah, that sure does scare small children. And listeners know that, you know, I like, I like a cool bottle, mm-hmm. but... As you'll hear in the interview that we do with Amy Boylan a little later in the show, and I'll tell you more about that. You know, I believe that rum that comes in a super fancy bottle usually is because it's not such a good rum. Oh, that is not the case like with the Deadhead Rum because we really are uh, truthful here about um, the products that we talk about in the lounge. I've already tried this, so I can already tell you that it's fabulous. Star shines about try. Here's something I also like about a nice bottle of rum. Okay. Oh, that's when a it has a sound. nice cork. Yeah, I like that sound. That sound is sexy in your rum bottle. So you give me one of those bottles when you're done with it. Maybe I will. It's like a su- I like to put maybe it on my I shelf. will. Well, so the folks at at uh, Deadhead Rum were nice enough to send us a couple of bottles and their little pygmies. Yeah, it's like a Christmas ornament. You can put it on the tree. <laughs> I think I will put yeah. those on the Christmas tree, uh, the tiki Christmas tree. So um, here we go. Let's try the Deadhead Rum. Okay. Are we cheers? Here we go. Of course we are. A little sip. This is the six-year cask age. It's in my nose. Now, smell it again mm-hmm. and take another wee little sip, but smell it first to get a good... Mm-hmm. S- Do you pick out any particular scents and aromas there? Um, wood. <laughs> wood. <laughs> now, Starshine is... She doesn't consider herself a rum expert or anything, mm-hmm. but she, 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 she knows a good... Um, rum or cocktail when mm-hmm. when she tastes well, now, one. Well, I, I can't drink anything from a shitty restaurant anymore because of you. Well, I you know when I I or, take pride all in the that. other tiki people too. So one of the one of the descriptors that I've seen about Deadhead Rum mm-hmm. is buttery. I like the burn. And it it really does have the aroma more than the taste, but the aroma it really does have. You tell me. Almost like that sweet cream butter aroma to it. It does have a sweet afternote to it. But it really it really does smell as wonderful as it tastes, and I believe that the best way to try a rum in a cocktail first mm-hmm. is to try it in a classic Hemingway daiquiri, because that's nothing more than lime juice, sugar, rum, and ice. And that way you're not covering it up with too many other things, and you really get to experience the rum and what the rum does in that cocktail. Then play with it in more complex cocktails. I only like to drink my Hemingway daiquiri surrounded by six toad cats. That's not going to happen mm, on this week's bad. podcast. That's I'm really, bad. I'm really, really know. sorry. I don't know. If I'm so able to do it. let me let me shake up our Hemingway daiquiri made with Deadhead rum, and I have not even tried this yet. How but exciting! I have already been playing with this rum in a cocktail or two that we will be having at future Tiki events, which uh, Deadhead will also be sponsoring and also be there. Yeah. So here is some Hemingway daiquiri for you. Thank you. And here is some for me. And I left a little extra in the shaker should the um, 
domestic partner get home from work Shouldn't anytime he? soon to and, fix your music. and take care of the dog so that the dog does not interest on the, on the podcast. So take a sip of your daiquiri and see what you think with the deadhead rum. Mm, the daiquiri is very good. And, and I do notice, I notice the rum, there, there's nothing harsh about it. It yeah, really... It's nice. Yeah, you're not like scowling when you... It, you know what? I really like it with the lime, just the mm-hmm, lime, mm-hmm. and not some and not in a more complex cocktail, just like I was hoping. No, this is nice. I could probably drink quite a few of these. Yeah, that could and be dangerous. It mixes, it mixes really well with the homemade simple syrup, which I do half brown sugar, half white sugar when I make my simple syrup. And that brown sugar just adds a bit more to the complexity of the drink. Yeah, no, I like the drink very well, much. Well, Deadhead rum. rum is getting m- multiple thumbs up. Well, we have four. We have four, so it's getting at least four. If there were more of us in the lounge this week, it would yeah. probably get even more thumbs up. Now, really cool thing is we are going to have an interview with Kim from Iconic Brands, and she's and that's going to be on next week's podcast. Okay. And she's going to tell us a bunch more about Deadhead, and we're going to do a different cocktail. Well, you know, as many cocktails as we can do is good. With the rum. Yes. Let's see. So um, I think we should probably find the mail sack. Okay. Because do we, we have, have mail? We do, but we have two comments, but they're not questions. Well, that's So we okay. just have some nice things to read from some listeners. No, that's really less work for us. Yeah, we don't really have to do anything Yeah, we response. just read it. I mean, if you know how to read yeah, it. Actually, you know. if you could all just send your comments to mail at <laughs> zentikilounge.com and not, and not ask that. us any yeah. questions. It would just be so much easier for us. It could be negative. That's fine, too. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go find the mail sack. Tiki mail. Well, it needs to make the noise. Oh, that sounds really sharp. Like I mean, spikes. I can't get the opening. I think you need more fiber. Fiber? Uh, I don't know. In the something, sack? something to soften that up a little bit. That sounds really pointy. <laughs> well, uh, at least at least I can get in and find the email. Yes. It, yeah. <laughs> and again, it is interesting that uh, our email comes in a sack. Yes, of course. Just like Santa. This first email is from Sam, and Sam says, Sam here. Good Sam. Just, just Hi, in Sam. case, just in Hi, case Sam. we didn't know. I have been listening since almost the beginning and never miss an episode. Unlike Starshine, who never listens to an episode. That's true, I don't. But I, she's usually here, so. I am usually here drinking, so. So I was surprised when you said that episode 217 was lost and you put it out for the first time a few weeks ago. I had already heard that one for sure. But glad to hear again, it was a good one. I want to ask a rhetorical question. See, that's where I say he's not really he's not asking really a question. question? Okay. Did you know you and the ladies say you're going to do things on the show that don't happen a lot? Yeah, we're drunk. Not complaining, but one example is the shows with a cocktail and an appetizer each week. I know you did one or two, but that was it. I was looking forward to it. We actually did one. So, yeah. But I think we're still going <laughs> to do it because I was interested in doing it. Yeah, that. so he's referring to, we, we took the, um, you know, those... Uh, the, the uh, entertaining card sets that you yes. get that come in the little sorter dealy thing. And we picked out an appetizer and two cocktails, and we did an episode. We're going to do three more episodes, and we just didn't quite well, get around Well, maybe we'll yet. start it in April. Uh... Basically, every podcast has a theme from yeah. now till... It's really hard sometimes. Well, June might be the next time we can start it up again. Oh, God, we're so busy. Not complaining, thank God. Uh, let's see. I was. Uh, oh, he says looking forward to it. Oh, since I live on the East Coast, I don't think I will get to any events on your side anytime soon. But someday, I hope to meet you all. Mm-hmm. P.S. I left a sweet review on iTunes for the show. Only if it's a sweet. Sam. Review. Well, he says sweet, yes. and Sam could be a lady, but you know, doesn't really sweet. matter. Sweet. I'm picturing Napoleon Dynamite. Now we have an email from Zen Dude. Zen Dude. Is he like the Big Lebowski? I don't know. And Zen Dude is from Tarzana, California. Oh, he might be. <laughs> Oh my God! That's not very zen. I don't think. No, but it is getting more valley-like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now I think I like spiced rum. Mm, my I love spiced friends rum. who don't know much about rum always ask for spiced rum. More of a purist, I really don't like spiced rum. A nice dark rum or aged rum is much better and still has so much flavor, aroma, and character. After hearing you give a recipe for homemade spice rum a few times, I decided to make some myself, and wow. Well, he didn't really put an exclamation there. He just said, wow. But if you say wow, you're not really <laughs> saying wow. No wonder I don't like off-the-shelf crap. 
Using your recipe, I made a couple of drinks that call for spiced rum, and I'm pretty damn sure I have never had a better Long Island sunset or sex on the deck. Now, it's a sex on the deck. Sex on the deck is like sex on the beach, but you use vodka and spice rum. Okay. And Long Island Sunset, obviously very similar to a Long Island iced tea, but uses spice rum instead of regular rum. Well, I think I'd like that. And I found two recipes for that one. One was with tequila, one was without. I think I would go without. Mm-hmm. If See, I, were I making, like tequila every once in a while. If I were so making that drink. Rum and tequila? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and vodka. And All together? Triple set. Yeah, it's a Jesus Long Island. Christ. Yeah, that's why uh, it's I can't a version remember, of one anyway. That's why I can't remember Tiki Oasis left a couple years ago. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> now I'm making my own uh, variation of spiced rum, and I will let you know how it turns out. Oh, and Kehlani got me in trouble. My wife decided to listen to some podcasts on a flight, and she used my player. A podcast with Kehlani talking a lot about sex and being dirty, and my wife was like, Oh, I see what's going on between your ears. <laughs> uh, well, Kehlani does have a tendency to get a little... Uh, Even the dog is oh worried. Oh my god, she's just like, oh my god, there's so much smuts. Not a fight, really, but now she gives me crap about listening to your podcast. Fine with me, she has a rugby player fetish that I don't mind. Well, just, Thanks for the podcast. Just let her say, you have her listen with me a uh, pumpkin or on. You know, huh? listen to the podcast, we're not as dirty is what I'm saying. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. And you don't try to make everything sound dirty. Yeah, that's just how Kehlani is. I mean, we could we could be talking about the deadhead rum again, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that she would talk about the time corpse in the middle well, of the Kehlani desert. Kehlani would stick it up <gasps> just right in front of you. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> that is so inappropriate. But, I mean, me saying that would be like a 12-year-old boy saying it. I'm going to have to do something with the dog. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to have a couple more sips of our daiquiris made with deadhead rum, which is just super fabulous. And then I'm going to have my dad take the dog to the vet. No. <laughs> listen, frequent listeners know what that's all about, and this dog is not going to the vet your father takes the dog all, to. All good dogs but you can send us your correspondence to mail at zentigilounge.com, or you can go on that Facebook thing, and you can always send us a note there. Either way, we'll most likely talk about it or answer it here on the podcast. And even more fun is you can send us a uh, comment or voicemail or drunk dial at 777, oh, excuse me, at 619-777-TIKI. That's yeah, called a phone number, phone. people. Remember those? <laughs> yeah. So j- just dial that up, 619-777-TIKI, and leave us a voicemail. We have two voicemails to play, but they really just didn't go with everything we had to talk about on this week's show. So we'll, and you know what? Probably not going to get to them next week it either. was like, you know, from 20 years ago where you didn't even have pagers. And the only time you got a hold of your friends was when you came back and, you know, to your college dorm and there was an answering machine. I used to have a pager. Yeah. I did, and I and I remember that my mother paged me more than anyone else, and it was always to call her so that she could tell me something that I really didn't care about. Well, times haven't changed much. Have no, they really yeah. haven't, except now it's not on a pager. Now she leaves me 10-minute voicemails. Yes, they're fun, though. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay, we'll be right back with, uh, well, a whole lot more show. Starshine, I'm just so excited about how much stuff we have to talk about this week. I'm exhausted about all the stuff that we have to do in the next well, couple Well, that's okay, because some of the talking is already done for us. Oh, okay. For example, I did a phone interview with Amy Boylan. I heard. Co-owner of the Tonka Hut, and uh, that's a great, great uh, tiki bar, the oldest tiki bar in the Los Angeles area mm-hmm. in North Hollywood. And you'll want to go to tongahut.com and check them out if you haven't already been there and don't already know about it. She also is the organizer of the Mojave Oasis event um, and and, and that's what the interview was about. Yes. And it was just really cool that she could um, spend about uh, 20 minutes with us and do that interview. And uh, and then I actually had to break her interview in two parts mm-hmm. because uh, we also talked about the Tonga Hut specifically. And so we'll play that on next week's show. But oh, this week lovely. we're really just going to focus on Mojave Oasis because the event is just around the corner. It is just around the corner. And we have, well, a lot more details on that. So but before I forget, because I, I forgot on the last two podcasts. Well, that's not, well, that is different. It's not unlike me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're probably familiar with Big Orange Richard. Yes, yes, or, I have uh, one at my house. Or Big Dick. Mm-hmm. And and that is our fabulous Moai Tiki Mug made, made by the great friends at Pop Tiki. It really is a, a quite a pretty, quite a snazzy mug. <laughs> this mug yeah. is that mod orange color, mm-hmm. and it's just a big, blocky-looking Moai that nice. holds... 24, you know, I actually filled it up and it's actually 25 and a half ounces. Oh, of course you yeah. would, me- of course you would measure it. <laughs> Just in case, I've always said 24, but it really looks like 25 and a half ounces. 24 so, is more of a So you don't have to number. refill this mug often, but Pop Tiki um, previously made just two dozen for us. Mm-hmm. 
They are making a couple dozen more, and they are now available. Like right this second, you need to send a note to mail at zentikilounge.com and let us know that you are interested in uh, purchasing a mug. It is $45 plus shipping. Pop Tiki will send it directly to you. Now that that um, plus shipping, it's usually $10 or less, and that's to uh, pretty much anywhere in the United States, uh, plus or minus Hawaii and Alaska. Now, if you live outside the country, which a few people outside the country, like Kevin in Australia, he picked up a mug. It's obviously going to be a little more if we yes. need to, if they need to ship it outside the country. But it's worth it, right, but, Kevin? But it's a super cool mug, and it holds a lot of booze. Um, or water, if you're on the wagon. Of course. I mean, that's fine, too. Fizzy water. And anyway, so again, only made in a limited quantity again, and you can send us a note to mail as ntgalange.com and say, I want Big Orange Richard, and then uh, we'll get you in contact with Pop Tiki and make sure that you get that mug. Now, there's one other way you can get the mug, and this way you don't have to pay for shipping. So oh. you save about 10 bucks. So if you are going to be at Tiki Caliente, that is May... 17th 17th. through 19th. Yes, hopefully. If you're going to be at that event, then you could pick the mug up there because I'm going to have some with me, but I will request that you pay a head because that's, of course, how you hold your mug. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can also send that request to mail at zentikilounge.com and tell us if you're going to be at the Tiki Caliente event, say, hey, I want to pick mine up, save shipping, great. Or if you are not able to attend that event in Palm Springs, California, May 17th through 19th, uh, then you're going to want to um, have it shipped to you directly from Pop Tiki. So either way, so Big Orange Richard, or as Kaylani always points out, he's a dick. We know, <laughs> big, big Orange Dick, and and that's not even profanity because it's just a shortened version it of his a, name. It is a fairly large tiki mug, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if it was, I would not want that anywhere near me. <laughs> hmm. Damn, this is a good decoration. Yeah. <laughs> Even a six-toed sure, cat would love that. Sure, sure love this deadhead, Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and looking forward to the interview with Kim from Deadhead next week. Okay, so why don't we play the interview okay. with, uh, with Amy Boylan, and you're going to hear a ton about Mojave Oasis. The actual event is called The Gathering of Friends, mm-hmm. and it's at Mojave Oasis, which is the name of the campground that she created out in Newberry Springs, California. Mm-hmm. And I was describing this event to my father last week. And How I did said, you describe it? I said, oh, I'm going to another tiki thing, and it's out in the middle of the desert, and somebody made a lake, and he's all, oh, Newberry Springs. I'm like, what? <laughs> so my dad, so he knew about it? He well, knew about Not the tiki event, but he knew the um, in this In this interview, we uh, Amy gives us a little bit of history of Newberry Springs mm-hmm. and the man-made resort that some were never created, some were created and she tells us a little bit about that. So it's a great interview. So we're going to play that, and then we'll be right back, and we're going to introduce some of the music from the bands that you can hear at the event. I am talking to Amy Boylan of both the Tonga Hut and Mojave Oasis fame. Aloha, Amy. Aloha, Brian. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. And, and for the remainder of the interview, you'll have to call me Sunshine so nobody finds out who I really am. Oh, okay. <laughs> even though, even though most people know. Um, so no, I usually call you Sunshine. That's kind of interesting. I want to. I want to thank you for joining us today because I, we actually have some listeners who sent in um, two questions, and I'll ask you those later. But let's start with having you tell us about the event that is now just less than a month away, Mojave Oasis. You know, I'm very excited. This is my third year having the. The event's actually called Gathering of Friends, and so this is Gathering of Friends 3 at Mojave Oasis. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, it's a small event in the the world of Tiki, but it's a very concentrated event. It's a camping-style event. So you're either in a tent or you're in a trailer, vintage trailer, which are my favorites, or you're in an RV or vintage RV, and we're in... um, now a, I would say, five to ten acre property where you're enclosed, and I have the bar, the stage, and I, I do the same thing that you see in most events, except at my events, I give you more time to relax and just swim in the lake, have fun, talk to your friends. Mine is more of a down event. It's just a calm, relaxing 
Besides drinking, well, there's of, not much of, to do. Of, of course. Because, you know, and I've been to um, most events now. This will be my first time to get to attend the Gathering of Friends, and I'm really excited because of what you just said. It's a relaxing event. And a lot of the other events, as great as they are, you really do have to move from place to place to see and do everything, or you'll you'll just kind of miss out. Yeah, I go to all the events, and I love all the events. I mean, you know, they're amazing, and there's so much to do. But I wanted to do something where people could come, see all their friends talk, hang out at the lake, relax, get a little tan, go on the paddle boat, and just really, you know, relax. It's the first event of the year, so I'm sort of, I'm sort of giving you the time to get ready for the other events. Well, that's good because some of us need to get our tan started. Now, for me, that means spraying on my tan because I don't tan any other way. <laughs> So I'll be I'll be yeah, doing that's a good way too. I'll be doing that a couple of days uh, before the event. Now I understand. So this is in it's in Newberry Springs, correct? Yes, Newberry Springs uh, is an old community. It's not very big. It's an old community. It's just between the forty and the fifteen. And years ago, the history of Newberry Springs is actually very interesting. Many, many years ago, Newberry Springs was actually right off of Route 66. So before all the major highways, that road was very well-traveled. There were a lot of, you know, restaurants, diners. And Newberry Springs actually had a place called Lake Marine, which was a Polynesian resort. It's hard to believe, but um, it was over 100, 100 acres. It was an amazing wow. place with huts and boats and a 40-acre lake, and it just, it didn't work out. It just, I think that property ended up, because water comes from an aquifer under the, under the ground. Yeah. So um, I think that property dried up. They did four other properties, and those properties are all still going, all of it, they're not Polynesian. So you kind of just answered a question that listener John asked and said, they said, you know, I wonder if Amy knows anything about the history of that place, because I understand there were some man-made lakes and resorts out there, and you just kind of answered that. Yeah, there is, um, there's three communities right now that I know of that um, are original that have huge lakes. Two of them have homes around all the lakes, and they're flourishing. And they were built by the same group that built Lake Lorraine. The third one, it's all laid out to be built, and the properties have all been sold, but nobody's ever built on it. It's a little different. But And uh, he had plans for other places as well, but I don't think he finished them all. So, yeah. I mean, he still left his mark out there. And then, so how did you come into building a place out near Newberry Springs? How did um, how did Mojave Oasis happen? Well, I was, um, at the time I was working in Vegas, so I was driving home every Friday or Thursday, and then going to work every Sunday, and I'd drive on the 15, and I was reading and learning about Lake Lurie, and then um, Sven Kirsten, who is, you know, the god of all tiki. He sure is. He... He found these vintage Lake Lorene maps from Newberry Springs. So one weekend, on my way home, Ben, Bamboo Ben, and I and his wife and kids, we took a ride through looking for Lake Lorene. We couldn't find it. So I kind of got on the kick to try and find it. And I went to the real estate office. They had a map. They finally, the person who's semi-retired in the real estate office in Newberry Springs, remembered going there when she was a kid. So we went to where it was, but there was nothing. Just sand. <laughs> well, that could be, <laughs> that was, could be uh, promising. It was pretty depressing. So um, I started thinking about the fact that, you know, I have a house in Bermuda, California, and I used to have a neighbor who reported me every other day to the architectural committee. And I said, I bet in Newberry Springs I could do stuff and nobody would care. Well, no, nobody would know. Right. <laughs> so, two things I realized. One, I could build my sort of dream place. And two, everybody knew what I was doing. But there's no architectural committee, so I was okay. 
Well, you know, I, I know what you mean there because, you know, I have a homeowners association and they do get on my last nerve sometimes when I try to do something in my yard. Yeah, they're, um, they're people who need to go out and find a hobby. Well, that's why I'm running for the board now so I can hopefully help steer them in the right direction. Or maybe I'll just go crazy. I don't know which, but I'm, I'm going to try my darndest. Well, good for you. <laughs> All boards across the world need more people like you, Sunshine. Oh, well, thank you. Mahalo. I really appreciate that. And, and well, and, and, you know, and folks like you who are just trying to help others have a good time and spread the tiki and ohana, you know, I really appreciate you as well. You know, another reason why I'm looking so forward to this event, which is April 12th through 14th, 2013, of course. And, you know, one of the questions I have here from a listener is, uh, let's see, they said, um, so there's a dinner, a luau included in the event. Are there any details yet, or what does that sound and look like? Well, the first year that I had the gathering of friends, I did a full luau. Uh, the second year, which really none of the tiki events do, the second year I did, I usually have Friday night, I have a band, and then uh, we run old movies up by the bar, and I make popcorn. And then this year, I think I'm going to go back to doing um, semi-luau. The Minahunis are opening up on Saturday night. Yes, very excited so about play, them. Um, yeah, they'll be they're terrific. They'll be playing a, bu- a bunch of sets, and I'm going to have a couple of hula dances and maybe a fire dancer. I'm still working out the details. And uh, also the Tiki uh, Glasgow Tiki Shakers are playing after the Minahunis. Friday night, I have the Ding Dong Devils and really great movies and popcorn afterwards up at the bar in the fire pit. You know, there is absolutely nothing uh, overdone about people getting together and watching a movie and having popcorn. That's such a cool thing to do that people just don't do anymore. Outside? No, people don't do it. It's Again, it's to the whole idea of relaxing, hanging out with your friends or your family. And, you know, Mojave is really like that. There's a whole group from the Tonga Hut who go to Mojave together, and they form this little compound, and one cooks breakfast, one cooks lunch. I serve lunch, and I serve all the dinners. And if you come early, I serve you dinner. So, you know, we, we make the dinner. I, I make breakfast and charge a nominal fee. Um... But they have compounds, and they put groups together now. So it's very sort of neighborhood-like. I know that sounds a little odd, but it's just a very get a group of people together like they used to years ago and, and hang out and go away for the weekend and hang out with people you like. You know, I don't think it sounds odd at all. I when I grew up in the early 80s and I actually lived in a neighborhood where my family and other families got together in the cul-de-sac and we had lawn parties and we had block parties and we actually did that for 4th of July or just because and my nieces and nephews they have no concept of this at all. And, and I'm so sorry about that because it was such a great time running around with the neighborhood kids or my parents taking us to a campground and doing the same thing. It's such a great time. The great thing about, you know, going to events like Mojave or Caliente or Ohana, which are the smaller events, and even Hukilau to some extent, is you have a little bit of downtime because you're going to different things and you're doing different things. So you're not always thinking about work 24-7 or what you have to do 24-7. My event is, I think, even a little bit more sort of remote and a little different. You have to like camping. Now, the other events, you go to a hotel, which I do. I do all the events. Yeah. I stay at a hotel. But my event, you have to actually want camp. Although I try to make it a little easier because, you know, you're in an enclosed environment fenced environment, I should say, so it's safe, and the ground is almost grassy, some places it's very grassy, and, you know, I have full bathrooms, hot water, showers, flushing toilets, so it's not too roughing it. 
Well, you know, just the fact that you have actual showers and restrooms, I think, puts most people's fears about camping to the side because that's usually some people are always worried about having to use a porta potty. And so that's obviously not the case. And then I'm bringing two ladies with me as part of the Zen Tiki Lounge crew that, you know, all they wanted to know is there was a shower and they're happy. So I think we're just going to have a wonderful time. Well, I think you will, too. I think people who are a little leery who come to Mojave realize, I mean, mostly, I mean, every year I get new people, but everybody who came to one is coming again. So it's 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 nice that people come back. That means they had a good time. I think so. Well, yeah, especially. And didn't you, didn't people book even quicker this year than they did previously? They did. They did. It was a record sellout, especially... You know, I, I have eight trailers on site, so that's about the lap of luxuries you can get. They're vintage trailers. They don't have air conditioning, but they're not on the floor. <laughs> You've got a, a tent. So, um, you know, so those are in very fast. And, yeah, I'm almost full already. I have a couple, I think I have one or two trailer spots, uh, driving trailer spots left, and I have some tent spots left, but... It starts to pick up. I've had five or six or seven even people sign up since Monday. So this is the time of year where those last people who are waiting, they're getting, you know, their checks, they're debating what they're doing for the year, and then they sign up quickly. Well, you hear that, listeners. Amy is telling you right now that if you don't check out mojaveoasis.com and get moving on booking your spot, you're not going to be able to make it to the event. Now, uh, I have one last question from a listener, and that is, if somebody is not staying for the weekend, um, they can just go for the day, is that correct? Yeah, I have day passes on the website, mojaveoasis.com, and you can come all day Saturday, and you're entitled to the meal, and you're entitled to the shows, and you're entitled to use the lake and all the facilities, and you can stay all day. You can come very early Saturday morning, and you can stay as late as you want Saturday night. That's a pretty good deal, and well, especially you know if uh, you're you're somebody who likes some sun and a little bit of water time. And I've and I'm I'm looking at the pictures of the campground right now. Well, it it looks lovely, and then people look like they're having a good time out um, paddling on the water and and sitting around the side. And and looks like you have a little bit of uh, shade trees there as well that I know um, look great next to the lake. It just really looks fabulous. I'm I'm excited about well, going. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. And, you know, this year we have some really good artists who are vending as well. And I don't usually have a lot of vendors, but I do have some vendors who love to come and show some of their new wares. And so if you're coming to Mojave or you're thinking of coming to Mojave, you can still shop at my event. Well, I plan to. You know, there isn't one event that I don't go home with one thing. And that's usually what I do is because my house only has so much space, I have to limit limit myself to just one thing at each event. Mugs are not included, though. Mugs are other. <laughs> oh, mugs are other. That's good. By the way, we have a mug. I just saw so, that. I'll give you the history if we have a little bit of time. We do. Um, Please do. The bar, the bar at Mojave, you'll see from the pictures if you go to the website, mojaveoasis.com, the bar looks like a giant clamshell. Yes, and very cool. the roof, yeah, it, it, it came out great. I gave a picture of a giant clamshell to Danny Gallardo, who's uh, Tiki Diablo, and I asked him if he could make this for the roof of the bar, and sure enough, he did an amazing job. And the poles that actually hold up the clamshell is they're poles that came out of the old Tropicana in Las Vegas, and they were carved by Benzark, who is... You know, on Facebook, and all of us know him from Tiki Central, and he, he carves a lot of pendants and a lot of jade now. But years ago, he carved big statues for the Tropicana. And these poles um, that hold up the roof, he carved them, I bought them, and we made a mug to look like one of the poles. And, and, that's, and that's the design of the mug? Is that the same Tiki? Yes. And, and so I'm looking at that, and it, it, it looks like a nice tall mug, too. Do you know how many ounces it, it holds? I don't, you know, I don't know because I don't have the sample yet, but I'm sure it'll be at least uh, 14. It does look it's like a, nice a big one. Tall mug. 
I, yeah. A lot of people that know me know that I like the larger mugs and, and not because size matters, but because I like to keep a lot of cocktail in my mug so I don't have to refill so often. Well, I have to tell you that you brought that up. So I have two main sponsors this year from Mojave. It's uh, Deadhead Rum, which has that terrific bottle that looks like a shrunken head. And, and I don't mean and, to interrupt, but I just have to say that I'm working on a cocktail using their rum, and I'm sipping the second version of it right now. <laughs> well, that's good, because you'll have to bring that to the crawl, because, you know, we do a crawl at Mojave. So. I'm, I'm planning on it. Great. That's good. So um, they're our main sponsor, and they are making plastic mugs. Usually I give plastic mugs for when you're around the lake and you're walking around. Just face that way. Yeah, you don't Once want glass. you're sitting at the bar. Right. And they're making a plastic mug that hangs around your neck that looks just like the bottle, the shrunken head. And and I'm you know and I've got the bottle here with me as well because um, Kim from Deadhead was nice enough to send us samples and we're gonna be I'm gonna be sampling Deadhead with the ladies here on the podcast after your interview and I just really love their aged rum it's it's very, it's nice and smooth and has a great aroma it's very good and um, Sven and I had a whole conversation at the last Rum Rum Club about it because it's the first alcohol. In a cool bottle that tastes so good. Usually the bottle's really cool, the alcohol, so-so. That is usually very true. (laughs) (laughs) But this time it's perfect. And um, my other main sponsor this year is Primo Beer. And they've been with me all three years. So Devin at Primo has really outdone himself. He always gives us great swag and, of course, great beer. So I'm very happy. With my sponsors, and I'm always happy the way Mojave turns out. I think people have a good time at Mojave because there's nothing expected of them. They can just go, they can sit by their trailer, sit by their tent, they can eat, they can not eat. It's just a downtime event. Well, it you know, and I, I would imagine that you have sponsors and, and musical acts like you do because you're a very personable person, and I'm sure that they enjoy being at the event as much as people enjoy hearing those acts or drinking that liquor. <laughs> um, you know, Primo beer is, you know, I don't drink a lot of beer, but I really do like Primo because I consider it one of those light, crisp, and refreshing beers. And uh, I agree. And so, and it's not it's not heavy at all. So I really do enjoy it, and I've and I've had it at a couple of the tiki events, and it's a good in between my cocktails. It is, and on a hot day, it's very nice. I mean, it's a great beer, and you know they're a great company. I like to support people who go out of their way for the tiki community. You know, for the people who try and keep the lifestyle alive, and Primo is definitely one of them. Uh, so, of course, I don't think it'll get them ready for the other events, but I think they'll get to see what a group of tiki people together for a weekend is like. I think they'll have a good time. They're going to camp. And then I think, you know, they'll do the rest of the events and have a great time. All the events are great. Yeah, there is. So there... I, think, I think they'll have fun. There is a lot going on. I've made it to Hukilau twice, and Ohana is next on the list. Uh, of the events that I need to go to that are, you know, far, far away. It, it is a little bit of a, a, a journey to get out there. Yeah, I, I, I was going to try to do Ohana this year. Um, it's always, I, I come from the East Coast, so it, it would be nice excuse for me to go back. So, I mean, there's so much to see at each of these events, and they're all very different. Yeah, no, they they really are. You know, you might have some of the same vendors and some of the musical acts will be familiar, but then they also have their own twist and they all have a uniqueness about them. And, you know, another reason why I'm excited about uh, the Gathering of Friends Mojave Oasis is is I want to experience this event and, and, and see how it is different from the other events. So very looking forward to it. Um, I wanna... Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are coming. I think you'll have fun. Well, we know we will. So I'm sending out a big mahalo to Amy Boylan for that interview. Okay. Because I had a great time talking to her, and it was one of those interviews where I really didn't have to edit much out because I think the listeners wanted to hear everything she, that she's we... she's a smooth talker, huh? She's very smooth behind, fucking, uh, behind the phone slash microphone. Rum. I just want you to know. 
It's standard 80 proof. Jesus Christ. Well, it's been a couple weeks. Well, but you had a sip of the straight rum, and then you have the daiquiri, which no, is... No, I just actually poured the straight rum into the drink, so that might have Well, been. that's fine. Yeah. And yeah, so... Well, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't like it. Oh, and yes, Amy Boylan is a smooth talker. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, like she said in the interview, uh, some of the entertainment there, two of the bands are the Ding Dong Devils mm-hmm. and the um, Tiki Glasgow Shakers. So we're going to play music from uh, two of those, or those, both of those bands. The mm-hmm. Menahunes are also going to be there, but I just don't happen to have one of their songs handy. So uh, we won't be playing that on the show this week. We might play that in the future. So we are going to play uh, songs from the other two bands. And uh, let's see here. So um, you can hear the Ding Dong Devils on Friday night. Okay. And you can hear. Let me make sure I'm saying that correctly because sometimes I just talk. Well, and Ding Dong Devils are Friday night. Totally piss everyone off for getting the lineup at wrong. Mojave Oasis, and then that's followed by. And I think this is really cool: a late night movie and popcorn under the stars. Yes. So that's pretty cool. And then on Saturday night we have the Menahunes and the Glasgow Tiki Shakers. Now at this event you also get a luau. A luau. With food. Uh-huh. If you don't feel like packing in all of your own food, there is food that you can purchase there. Um, you can purchase lunch. I do recommend you bring something for breakfast, although I understand that there will be some breakfast provided for both lunch and um, a breakfast for a nominal fee. So for a small fee, you can purchase lunch and breakfast, but dinner's included. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. That is nice. Um, there are really, I don't know of another Tiki event that does that, where you go for the whole weekend and for the price you've paid, you're getting some meals. Yeah. Plus, all of the other meals are available for you. Now, at, at, at Mojave Oasis, they kind of need to have food available for everybody because... Newberry Springs is in the middle of nowhere, and no one should be driving inebriated ever. Yeah, they probably want you to stay at night. <laughs> let alone, let alone through the California high desert. Now, do we have to bring like firewood and stuff like that? Oh, you know what? I don't know if there are fire pits. I honestly don't know the answer well, to that. That's a valid question. So I you, better find yeah. out. We'll, and marshmallows. Do we will answer. We will answer that question on next week's show. But there is a real bar. Are there toilets? Yes, okay. and showers. Okay, so, you, well, so like a KOA. Yes, yes, exactly. So toilets and showers, you don't have to worry about roughing it too much, um, although there are just a very small number of trailer and tent sites available I don't plan now. on showering. Why? I'm just roughing it. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Just because you're sleeping next to me, don't worry about it. <laughs> now, we're taking one of those big dome tents that are like big enough that you can stand up in. The old school. Yes. And and it's like the octagon. Yes. And we're going to decorate it as much as we can to look like the inside of Genie's bottle. Yes. I don't know how well we're going to pull that off. I have some ideas that we can discuss. But it's, Starshine does have some good ideas. And so I think I think that it's going to be a really cool event because that leads into what we'll finish off the show with after we play these two songs, which is what is a room crawl mm-hmm. and, and what's expected and what happens. I didn't know what a room crawl was until I started this tiki shit. And now you certainly yes. know what it is. Okay, so here we go. Two songs. First one is Bamboo Boogie from the Glasgow Tiki Shakers. And then we're going to hear a song appropriately titled Room Crawl. Of course. By the Ding Dong Devils.
While, on my head. while while you were all um, well out there in listener land, Starshine was fondling a mason jar. Uh, yeah, okay, let me turn into Kehlani and be like, oh, let me lick it. See, I can't even do it. I it's can't. A it's mason not jar even natural. That I was attempting to make my own orange blossom water. It looks like somebody jizzed in this bottle. Now, I followed exactly the recipe that I found online. Now, you mm-hmm. can't always trust everything you find online. Mm-hmm. And it fermented in the bottle. It's so foul looking. And when you open it, it smells so horrid that I haven't even thrown it away yet. Do you want me to smell it? Yeah, go ahead and smell it. You're like, yeah. Open it up. Yeah. Why don't you open that up? (laughs) It's in an airtight mason jar. Open that up. Oh, no, but I Pop it off. Give it a smell. Give it a smell. Oh, my God. It does. It's like it smells really bad, and then it smells not so bad, and then it smells worse. Yeah, so it's supposed to, of course, Ooh. smell like orange blossoms. And oh, it, my God, it smells and like And it really ass. doesn't. Now, I hope you enjoyed those Ooh. songs from uh, like Tiki sulfur. Glasgow Shakers <laughs> and the Ding Dong Devils. Now, that song for the Ding Dong Devils was Room Crawl. Now, if you listen to the lyrics... Oh, I'm sorry. I came and talk anymore. You heard a little bit about a room crawl, but... I promise that on this episode and the following episode of, and, and the next episode of the podcast, we would talk about what is a room crawl, if you want to crawl, what is expected of you, and if you want to host a room, mm-hmm. what is expected of you. Well, I mean, I'm just going to, and I'm just going to, you know, kind of bottom line it and not take too long about it, but a room crawl, or in the case of Mojave Oasis, a tent crawl or mm-hmm. trailer crawl, is literally where at a hotel... Um, everyone staying at the hotel is there for these events. And so people will open the door of their hotel room and they invite other people in, strangers, yes, which then are no longer strangers, yes, into their room to try a cocktail that they'd like to show off. Now, you can do this for the first time. You can be doing this for the 20th, 50th time. It doesn't matter. There are no rules. Well, and, but you should tip. 
You should absolutely tip, and then we'll go into that a little more in a second here. So if you go to tikicentral.com and you go under the California events um, thread, you're going to find a link to a blog or thread for Tiki Caliente 5 Room Crawl. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you what the cool thing about that is, is not only is it going to be a great room crawl, but... uh, here at the Zantique Lounge, we are the organizers of this year's crawl. We are, and we're going to be stripped like Nazis. I'm just kidding. Are we? Even, I don't know. <laughs> are we going to speak German to people? We are German. We're going to scream German to people who ah. don't who don't put their rooms together the no, way we want them right. to. There's no rules. So uh, you can here. here I, I think there's there's three kinds of rooms that mm-hmm. you can go to. But first, let's talk about what a crawler is. A crawler is an individual like yourself. A person listening to this podcast. Maybe you're at the event and you do need to be somebody who is attending the event legally, meaning you have a wristband or a pendant or you purchase the ticket for the event because mm-hmm. room crawls slash room parties are unofficial events, meaning they're not actually sponsored by the organizers of the event. And that's for like legal reasons yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they're serving a booze so and they, you on your way. So they can be like, yeah, people are having room parties, but I didn't like sponsor that i didn't we tell them how to do it parties. you know yeah so anyway um but the room crawls and room parties are some of the best parts of the events and so they're unofficial but um there's you know there's there's three kinds there's what i would call the basic room crawl yes oh wait i forgot i forgot to finish what a crawler was about because the deadhead is going to my head uh, well it's a pretty strong this is drink. not a it's not a bad thing no as a crawler, you are going to go from room to room. Mm-hmm. And enjoy yourself. There are time slots for the rooms. Yes. So, for example, people send a request to roomcrawl at zentikilounge.com yes. if you want to be a host at the Tiki Caliente and event. showing up t- early to a room call is lame. taboo. Lame. It's lame. Do not knock 20 minutes early on the door. We are not ready. Correct. Yes. We might be at someone else's room yes, crawl. we might be taking a shit. Just don't come 20 <laughs> minutes early. I think that's a good way to put it. We might be taking a shit. <laughs> we like um, to defecate before we serve you, so do not oh, come Oh, you know what? We, we really do. We really, really do. <laughs> so um, as a crawler, you're going to go from room to room, and you're going to sample, pe- sample people's cocktails. Now, two things. <laughs> you almost messed two, that up. <laughs> two things that are officially slash unofficially expected of you, and I'm just going to say officially expected of you. Number one would be, don't get so drunk you cause trouble and are stupid. Yes. Because we have a couple of those every year at our room party. Don't make out on our beds. We've had that happen I kind of don't mind that so much as long as the people that are making out, it's consensual. Because it has been a couple of times where I don't think it was consensual. Yeah, that might be true. (laughs) Do not use our bathroom. Mm Mm-mm. I know that's not where you were going, but it just led me. I wasn't. Yeah, don't use the bathroom in the room you're attending. And then the other part of my my other, my second thing would be tip the bartender because they're inviting you to their rooms and offering you drinks and they don't charge for the drinks. I have never, never, never been to a room party, a room crawl at one of these events where they charge for a drink because they shouldn't be charging for them. Just a dollar, just something. Right. Tip a dollar or two because, again, it's a free cocktail and you're enjoying whatever else they put on. And some have a band and appetizers and all yeah, kinds of things. We like to get and snazzy. some, you know, it's just a drink. So there you go. So tip your bartender as a crawler and do not be that guy or that girl who causes trouble. And don't use our bathroom. Oh, and do not spray perfume around our room oh. like happened last time. You know what? Um, I, 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 in my head, I'm like, oh, I think I knew, uh, I think that was Susie. Susie, do not spray taboo around our room again. <laughs> I think that was Susie Combs. I think it was, so I just called you out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a migraine from but that. I, but I love you, darling. Okay, so now we talked about what a crawler is. Now let's talk about the three types of rooms. Now, the basic room crawl. So if you want to host and you want to do it for the first time, this is probably what you want to do. Literally, all you have to do is open the door of your hotel room mm-hmm. Move one of the tables from inside your room to the door. Uh-huh. Plop down a jug of your pre-mixed cocktail in it. People obviously get more into if you crafted your own cocktail, but yes. you don't even have to do that. Again, you're giving away a free cocktail. Yeah, People are going to drink it. They just want a kick-ass drink. They do. So, um, but but you don't want to take like a recipe from like Beach Bum Berry or Don the Beachcomber or something like that mm-hmm. and say it was yours because People chances will are. Know. 
people will know. Yeah, people will know. Don't steal somebody else's cocktail. Um, and anyway, so you just pull the, one of the tables from your room. You put it up at the at the the entrance of the, the door at your your room there, and you um, mm. you pour your premixed beverage into either ice filled glasses or into a shaker, and then pour into ice filled glasses. And it's just that simple. And you put out a tip jar, and you tell people the name of your drink, and that's it. So mm. that's like the basic room crawl, and and. Um, that was what we did the first year. Yeah, and I would say it's not so much for the smaller events, but for the larger events. Learn how to be snappy. Not, you know, snappy like a production line with the drinks. And I'm getting it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we're getting to that. And then and then let's talk about kind of the mid-range room call. Now, this is the one where you're probably actually going to keep the door open and you're going to put your bar area, whether you bring a portable bar or you set up on existing furniture mm-hmm. in the room, you're going to actually invite people into the room mm-hmm. because you want to do something maybe a little bigger and you want to put the bar in the back because you want to invite people into your room to kind of fill the space. Now, yes. if you're inviting people into your room, I do recommend a minimum of three things. Number one, put on some background music. Definitely. So get an exotic. If you don't already have a bunch of exotica on your MP3 player or whatever you have, um, get like a compilation CD, like Ultra Lounge or, or something, something like that. something that's themed to your room. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. themes are good. If you're having a Bon Jovi room, then keep oh, Bon Jovi. Oh, don't do a Bon Jovi room at a tiki. No Bon, no bon Jovi tiki? <laughs> when are we no. going to have the 80s tiki event? Because I'm no. looking forward to that. Well, maybe we can do that one day. Um <laughs> So put on put on some music, but put on something that's just like on a playlist that you can just forget about so you don't have to worry about it because you don't ever want silence. Like when the first couple people walk into your room and then the last couple people are leaving, you don't want it to be quiet. Well, sometimes like, when the last couple people are leaving, you do. Well, yes, because our, <laughs> our parties tend to just not stop. So yeah. we're like, get the we're hell out We're tired by yeah. then. Um, and then, um, you know, hotel rooms tend to come with lighting that's not all that conducive to a lounge or party atmosphere. So don't turn all of it on, especially if your event is at night. Feel free to put up a couple strings of those tacky party lights or something like that. Or bring some colored bulbs or dim dimmer bulbs to mm-hmm. put into... Well, and tiki bars are usually dimmer. Very anyways, dim, yeah. So. And, and that way... You're kind of creating some ambiance with both the music and the lighting. And then the third thing is, like Starshine was mentioning, whatever drink or drinks, and I recommend that you do not do more than two drinks because mm-hmm. you want to be able to serve very quickly. So either have one house drink, maybe two. We always do two, but we've been doing this for a few years. Um, you know, some of the people who've been doing this for a few years, they'll have two. I've even heard of a rumor, too, that did three, but they get behind on pouring. That's like a unicorn. I've never seen three <laughs> drinks. Tiki hell. Yeah, did and three they drinks. take forever. And, they take forever. And and the um and the Mai Tai slushy machine ran out. Yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so and and take your drinks, basically craft your drink, and then multiply your recipe by fifty or a hundred or hundred and fifty, and then you pour that into one of those big jugs with a pour spout, and then you pour that into pre-iced glasses or into a shaker, mm-hmm. which you then shake and pour into pre-iced glasses, yes. and that way you. Keep it moving and you don't slow down. Now, Starshine. You don't want your guests to wait. Starshine was also mentioning what task do you usually get at the room crawls? Uh, schmoozing. Well, yes. And passing out food. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually people like to comment on my ass. Was that what you were going to say? Well, no, no, but of course they do. And Kaylani, she usually gets the role of pre-icing cups yes. and putting in a straw and the garnish so yes. that I then just keep shaking and pouring, shaking and pouring, and Kehlani is icing and garnishing, icing and garnishing, and Starshine is schmoozing and boozing. I am schmoozing. Now, I don't you think <laughs> I don't drink as much as you think I do. No, but I know. I am a schmoozer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, which is great because if you have someone who can work the room and you have somebody who is pouring drinks and somebody who is keeping the cups flowing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I do not describe the drinks in the way that you would like me to. No. So, Kehlani but gives a nice okay. flowery description, and I say, do you want sweet or sour? Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. And that's because I'm not a flowery person, and that's what you're going to get from me. So there, we've described the basic room call and the mid-range. And then um, and then there is the full-on room party. Now, the full-on room party is going to have everything that the mid-range room is going to have, where mm-hmm. you're going to invite people actually into your room. You're probably going to decorate the balcony of your room. You're probably going to... You're absolutely going to be doing lighting and music, mm-hmm. possibly even a live band. Hopefully not wallpapering the room. Uh, yeah. We'll go into that next nah. week. 
I have re-wallpapered entire oh, hotel rooms. <laughs> um, I'm not planning on that for any of the next events. Good, good, good. Um, so you're, you're, you're going a little bit probably more into the decor and music if, again, not having actual live music. And, you know, these are the ones where it's probably not just a 30-minute time slot. You're probably going to have your room open for an hour, hour and a half or to two hours. Two. Or, you know, you maybe you commit to an hour, hour and a half, and mm-hmm. it just keeps going. Yeah, or we've done two on different days. But before. take that as a compliment. You know, the best way to figure out when your event should end is there, there are two ways to figure it out. Well, one, you ran out of booze or ice. Yes. Or two... All of the people helping you throw the party want to go to Del Taco or go to bed. Yes, and or there's someone in your bathroom and they won't leave. Yes. So, um, and with all of the different types of room crawls slash room parties, you can always just commit to however much alcohol you want to pre-batch and serve. And Mm -hmm. when you run out, you You run run out. out. People will go on to the next room party. Exactly. They don't get mad. They they don't. They get a little disappointed sometimes, but there are no rules. but, you know, we're all a bunch of whiners. Now, um... Some of the events actually have a contest where you can compete for best cocktail, best room, best theme, etc. If you're going to Tiki Caliente, like the one where we are organizing the event, we are also the judges. Yes. That means we're not competing this year because it wouldn't be fair. It is lovely because it means we're not we're not worried so much. Well, I'm not worried so much. I was never worried. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one who stresses. Um, I'm not worried so much about exactly what the room looks like, but we'll put out two great cocktails and we'll make sure that everybody has a, a great time in the room party. And uh, Deadhead Rum at Tiki Caliente, they're going to be hosting a room party on both Friday and Saturday night uh, on the one night at the same time as us so people can hop back and forth. Um, But by us organizing the event, um, just like with other organizers, people sign up for time slots. Again, you send that to roomcrawl at zentikilounge.com and say, I'm thinking about hosting a room. And if you just still have more questions, ask me. Say, Sunshine, I don't know about this, or I'm worried about this, or I don't know if I should do it, or... Okay, we're good. (laughs) Now we just seem crazy. (laughs) Okay, so not only did we have difficulty playing the music earlier in the show, but now GarageBand just took a dump. We tried to do a smooth segue, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. All right, I think we're kind of done talking about room calls and room parties. So next week on the show, not only are we going to have an interview with Kim from Deadhead Rum, and I think that's going to be great because she's going to tell us about uh, the distillation and the making of Deadhead and probably some other great stuff that even I don't know yet. Where is Deadhead produced? Uh, Veracruz, which is on the Caribbean, which is on the Caribbean and, and Gulf of Mexico coast. Yeah. Do they have a warehouse here? Uh, well, I don't know where they're distributed out of, well, we quite should, honestly. We need a tour, you know, almost say. every spirit is distributed out of New York. Uh, it just always seems to be the case. But you know what? Kim can answer that for us. Um, but I know that they're in more and more uh, liquor stores and more and more tiki bars are starting to have them. I was at Bevmo today. Deadhead Rum was behind the locked glass. Oh, well, how snazzy. Now, it does seem that their um, bottle, the 750 milliliter, it does average $29.99. So it is what I would call on the premium end of rum by price, but also definitely by flavor. And the fact that you're getting a six-year aged rum versus a Bacardi that I think they age it like a week. I don't know. A week? Oh, wow. (laughs) And the only reason it's aged like a week is because that's how long it took to go through the pipes. Or the distributes been shipped from the factory. I, I, you know what? I I don't really mean to say terrible things about Bacardi because I have some behind my bar. And when I want to make a drink for people who, they're not, they're not rum snobs. They just want a nice quick drink. Bacardi always does the trick, so. Your Halloween It's just not a premium rum. It's just not. I don't think Bacardi's listening. I don't think they could be in crying. Mr. <laughs> no, they aren't. Mr. Bacardi is they crying. Aren't. No, the bats are listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Bacardi bats are listening. Okay, so we'll um, answer specific questions about room crawls or room parties on next week's show. Plus, we have the interview with Kim from Deadhead Rum, and you know, I, I think we just need to end the show here because yeah, you're yammer yammering an awful lot. I know, I know. I want to thank you for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge. We are the tiki bar that lives in your head. You can send correspondence to mail at zentikilounge.com. You can send also a note to mail at zentikilounge.com and say you want a big orange Richard mug. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Pop Tiki is making a limited number for, the, for, uh, for us. And you can also go on iTunes and leave a review of our podcast. And we only take five-star reviews. And, again, don't ask questions. Yeah, and if you're going to send us an email, just send us rhetorical questions or comments. Or just talk about yourself. That's fine, too. (laughs) Just tell us your favorite color and the favorite 
Oh, tell us your favorite color and what treat you give your dog so that it will shut up while you're recording a podcast. Because <laughs> I just gave the dog peanut butter and a Kong. Yeah, and a Kong. And if you have a dog, you probably know what a Kong uh, yeah, is. Yeah, like I have cats, so. Um, and, and those rumors about what people do with dogs and their peanut butter, totally, totally overinflated. That does not happen here. That's disgusting. Because you're a guy. It's that the rumor's for girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Uh-huh. And Kaylani's not here. Yeah, and Kaylani's not here. <laughs> So, he has a dog. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, mahalo. mahalo.